My name is Kenny, and if you are listening to this, then obviously something horrible has happened. I'm recording this on September 29th, 2018. A couple of months ago, I started an experiment. I discovered a strange pattern of behaviors when it came to my co-host, Caitlin. There would be days when we'd record, and she would just stare at me with a blank, lifeless expression before pulling together what can only be described as an invisible force pushing the flesh around her face into a smile. I knew then that she had been taken, not by a demon, but something close to it, and far more possessive. Grad school. It was then that I decided to create a version of Katie that I could use should ever the need arise. A version that was completely within my realm of control as editor. I called her digitally spliced Katie. And for one small filler episode, she was great and worked wonderfully. It was a success. But then she wanted more. She sat within the confines of my MacBook, popping up willfully anywhere she pleased. I tried deleting her, but it didn't work. And if you are listening to this, then she has forced me to create another episode with her. If the real, true Katie hears this, just know that I was left with no choice. And that I'm sorry. Shh! Here she comes. Hello, Digitally Spliced Katie. How are you? I'm preparing to podcast. I'm very, I I don't know if you know this, but I am talent. (laughs) All right, well, let's get this episode started, shall we? Just go ahead and not. I just want to produce quality content, Kenny. Today, I'm talking about some personal ghost stories. So when I was little, uh, I used to go to work with my mother uh, during the summertime, Uh, and she worked in this old, old building uh, downtown, and this building had a pretty sordid history. It was, um, a lot of the buildings uh, in our city at the time, especially the ones that are that old, were used for... Uh, jail cells uh, or places to hold prisoners during the Civil War. Uh, And so there's a lot of history when it comes to these buildings. And then not only that, a lot of people's energies have come and gone uh, throughout the years as well. So it's always been my personal belief that anything that is uh, that old structurally um, retains energy, whether it be good or, or bad. And this particular building uh, had bad energy uh, around it. Um, So like I said, this building had been used as a prison. It was a three-story building, um, super old, very creepy. So at the time, it was an army surplus store. So you could go there and get uh, your combat boots, you could get your uniforms, you could get dog tags made, you could get rations. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember uh, growing up, we didn't really have much, so my mother would uh, feed us off rations sometimes from the store. I mean, actual military rations. 
but hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And um, I turned out really grotesque and awful. Uh, but I remember when you walked in. So this was a uh, a decent sized, uh, almost warehouse, very open floor plan. And it had these aisles that stocked, you know, all of the various things or whatever. And you would walk in, and to the right, you had a little display, which was, like, some really creepy mannequins. So these were, like, mannequins that were in army uniforms, and there was a jeep there. uh, And they were, like, some of them were sitting in chairs, but I remember some had this, like, they were, like, really old. And they had, like, it was, like, yellow plastic with, like, glasses and just the the paint would be the pee (laughs) the paint would um just be nasty and yellow and you could never see their eyes because for some reason they all had glasses or eyeglasses uh and i remember those just freaking me out mannequins in general with faces it would just freak me out uh so i remember like there would be days where we would come in and we would flip on the lights and as we would walk into the building you would see these faceless black shadows and they would scurry away now i know you may be sitting there thinking okay well dumbass you just turned on the fucking lights that's you know the darkness leaving because light is there but it was after the fact so you would flip on the lights and then you would have the shadows which would sort of scurry away from the light after the fact and there was always a really heavy sort of weighted feeling about being there and i remember um it wasn't a busy place uh because you know people were not just kicking down the doors to buy combat boots at the time uh, or military rations but it 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 didn't have a lot of traffic so it was kind of a really chill place that you could go uh and you know kind of hang out all day for the most part uh but uh, there would be days where me and my mother we would uh play games to pass the time uh i had a tricycle that i would ride around the aisles very very shining-esque uh love it um cinematic parallels now and I remember there was we would play hide and seek and I would go run and hide and I would hide down one of the aisles and I went and hid and then looked up and when I looked up we had one of those big round uh sort of loss prevention like security mirrors the dome-shaped ones that are in the corners of the stores that allow you to see around corners. And I remember looking up and seeing a shadow figure on the front of the aisle, right around the corner, directly around the corner from where I was standing. And when I looked at it, I could see the shape of its head look up at the mirror at me. And that terrified me. I went running and screaming to my mom. And she believed me because she saw these things too. Uh, She saw them walking down aisles at times. She would be stocking things and they would brush past her or she would see them. She would be uh, 
she would be outside of the um she would be outside of the office like doing something and then she would look and then there would be a figure inside the office and then the office had like plexiglass around it so you could see in and out uh and then there would be like a figure standing there really creepy shit um and as a kid i was super curious i was very very curious and the way that the building was set up it had three uh three floors and it also had like a big sort of like a side uh warehouse um that you could gain access to through a big push sliding like warehouse door that would um, move to the side so you had to like grab the lever and pull it back um, and that would be another place that I would also see shadows. So I would go there and that place wasn't really used much. It was mostly used for like storage and junk, but there was, I remember there being graffiti on the walls, like red graffiti. And I would open the door, look at the end of the aisle and I would see a figure standing down at the end of the aisle in the shadows because there was no lights through that part of the building. The only light was uh, through the windows on that side. So you would have windows that would shine the front half of the building, but then, or the front half of that area. But then as you progressed, it just got darker and darker. There was no electricity that way. Uh, and so I remember standing in the light and looking down and could see a figure standing there and it was just very menacing like almost daring me to come forward and I never did I never went any further down there because you could see the graffiti and it was always dark um I think if I remember correctly there were uh old parachutes actually down that kept down that way that had been like deployed so like you would go down and I remember there would be like I think there was like um just old like parachute fabric whatever that is um and old deployed parachutes everywhere and you would see that figure standing there and I just would not go would not never did nope won't do it um but still didn't keep me from <laughs> being fucking nosy. So upstairs was another interesting area because upstairs uh, is where all of the like extra like back stock was ke was kept and so you would go up these stairs and then there was a door and this door was a uh, a, a decent decently heavy door. And when you would try to leave it open, it would slam shut. And I know that you're probably thinking, oh, well, that's just, you know, tech, you know, something technical with it or uh, the wind or something. And I know you're saying that it was probably something technical or uh, the wind or something like that but and it very well you know could have been but it was just really strange because you would try to like you could prop it open and it would slam shut it would not stay open 
I remember we were going up, we went upstairs to bring something. I was helping bring, uh, to bring something down. I was helping my mom and we got up there, propped the door open because we were going to make up multiple trips. And when we got back down, the door slammed shut, like aggressively slammed shut. And that's just the way it was. The door, it was known as the door that you just could not keep open. And it happened multiple times. Uh, my mother would uh, be in the office uh, and the door would just slam shut if we had left it open. Um, so once you made it past that and got into that area... That was another, like, sort of, you know, open space uh, with a few shelving units for uh, extra, like, back stock of things. And around the corner, you had a hallway. And this hallway, you had a set of court that was like a corridor. And so you had these rooms on either side. So when you walk in, you could either go up to the next story uh, or you could turn right down the hallway and these were actually or they used to be uh like cells or holding cells uh for prisoners and they were cleared at the time uh nothing was in there but like dirt and trash and stuff but i remember playing around in one of the rooms and one of the rooms had like its own little like individual community toilet which was super gross um, but there were bars on the windows, uh, and it was just overall super creepy. And I remember at the end of that hallway, there were, or there was a door and it was at the very end and it had a hole carved out right at sort of in the top middle part of the door. And nobody really knew why it had a hole carved out in it. Uh, so one day I had a little flashlight and I was just walking around and I remember standing uh, close to the door and shining my light into the darkness of that uh, cutout. And when I shined my light into it, a face stared back at me. And it only happened in a flash. A face stared back and then it went away. And it was the most jarring experience uh, that I had while I was there as a kid. Um, I don't think I ever went back upstairs or went back to that area um, the whole time that my mother continued to bring me there. Uh, the only thing that I can... Imagine or that I can gather is that that was probably a like a confinement cell, so it was probably just for, um, you know, one person, maybe a couple of people, and it just had that one uh hole for whatever reason, I guess, communicating or whatever. Um, and then on the third floor. Uh, after that, you had actual like jail cells that were still there. So the bars and stuff were still there. And that, at the time, was filled with children's school desks. Not sure why, but 
it only added to the creepiness factor. And again, I never went up there ever again. Uh, and the building itself, just like I said, had a very weighted, very negative energy to it. Like I said, there were um, several people that had uh, uh, died there, I'm assuming, because of the, such horrible conditions that the, the prisons were kept in at the time. And I remember that the owners of the building sort of had some very, um, had some very ill fates, I will say. Um, cause I don't want to like disrespect that too much, but, um, yeah. And so once we were, once I was old enough, I stopped going. Uh, and I remember I was trying to, um, I was trying to figure out, like, I would Google map it at times just to see, like, what was going on with it, because it had been abandoned. It had been tried. It had been um, abandoned after that, um, after the owners. Um, it just sort of sat empty. And eventually, as of 2018, it is owned by someone who has turned it into a 24-hour gym. So, uh I am interested in going there one day, hopefully for like some bonus content or maybe even for an episode uh, and just seeing if any of those same old feelings are still there. And also like maybe talking with the owners to see if they've experienced anything. I'd be interested uh, uh, to do that if they would be open to it. Um, So yeah. What do you think, Digitally Spliced Katie? So, so now that the lambs have stopped screaming, given all the mishaps, <laughs> I, I'm, I remain excited um, for this episode because hashtag hang in there. My next instance happened when uh, I was about the same age. All of this is around the same age, which is what is really interesting to me. Um, but it was with my grandmother. Now, as you know, or I have said on the podcast before, um, a lot of my uh, love of horror and Halloween and spooky stuff comes from my mother's side of the family. So uh, so this as well is uh, uh, from them. Uh, when I was younger, I would also stay with my grandmother at times. And her husband at the time... Uh, because another thing my family believes in is uh, divorce and remarriage, is uh, she had this, um, they had this house, this old farmhouse, and it's set up on a hill in the middle of nowhere. And I remember I would go there for weekends, and I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. Um, we would drive for what seemed like forever in my grandmother's old like Ford pickup truck. And we'd get there, and it sat on top of the hill, And it was a tiny, like, rinky-dink farmhouse, nothing really special to it. It had a uh, a small living room, an even smaller, like, uh, bedroom, uh, an even smaller kitchen, and, like, a a small bathroom that was added on after the fact, so, or after they put, you know, indoor plumbing in it, so... uh, There just really wasn't much to do. My grandmother kept... um, there was an old floor TV there. So there really just wasn't much to do there. Uh, my grandmother kept a floor TV there, and the only thing that they had to watch was like 
old-timey Western VHS tapes, which I was not into. And it used to be a farm. Uh, so at one point it did have, like, chickens and pigs and I think even cows at one point. But um, by the time that I was staying there, I think I don't think there were any, or at least any that I can remember. Um, uh, but we, I would go there, and I remember my grandmother would be like, oh, well, just be careful because, you know, uh, this farmhouse is haunted. And I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? Uh, and she said that, uh, someone, uh, who had, I guess, previously lived there or one of the relatives, I'm not really sure who it was, um, had just dropped dead, uh, in the house, just dropped dead. Um, I don't know why, um, but it was said that 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 person um, continued to haunt the house. And so things would move in the house. Cabinets would be left open. Uh, A lot of like really weird poltergeisty paranormal shit like that. But I remember uh, one truly horrific evening. Uh, I was trying to go to bed and I slept with my grandmother. uh, And she was beside me and I remember sitting there or laying there in bed and hearing like footsteps above me in the attic. Now the attic was uh, blocked off for whatever reason. I I think for like heat to keep the heat down uh, or to keep the heat at the bottom of the house I'm not really sure but um, with the way the house was situated you would have the bedroom and you'd have a door that would lead into the kitchen area and the kitchen had the steps that went up into the attic Um, and that was boarded off so you couldn't go up there like I said so uh, never did never tried to so I don't know what was up there but I remember laying in bed that night and hearing footsteps above me in the attic and I remember it being so so real because dust particles would fall from the ceiling and get in my eye and I remember that night I heard it and it terrified me so much that I sort of like tugged at my grandmother and I was like grandma grandma what's that noise and she'd be like what and she turned around and she would she would listen and she would say, oh, that's that's the ghost. Just leave it alone. Try to go to bed. Don't, like, you know, try not to pay it any mind. Uh, which did not work. <laughs> not helpful advice, uh, come to find out. And I remember hearing it go from right up above me, walking away and going down the steps. And it would go down the steps... And you could hear it because the, the floors were, or the, the stairs were made from like really old wood, so they just creaked something awful. And you could hear it. And then once it got in the kitchen, you could hear the cabinets bang open. And then you could hear it walking, and I heard it walking towards the bedroom. And I got so scared that. I saw a shadow like make its way like I could see it getting ready to come into the bedroom and I remember 
pulling the sheets over myself because, you know, the the sheets are your uh, protector. You know, you put yourself under the sheets, nothing can harm you. And right when it came into the room, I put the sheets over and I just laid there. And I could hear breathing, like very loud, sort of like type breathing. And I was paralyzed in fear. And and then it went away. And I laid under those covers. And I hated, I hated going to that farmhouse because every time I would go there, I would, something weird would happen, whether it would be, like I said, the doors would open or you'd hear those sounds. And it would, like, I would always hear walking in the attic, someone walking around the attic specifically at night. And... I think that something happened when I was that age because I think I I put a block over myself somehow because I don't experience a lot of paranormal activity um, now or uh, nor did I like as I grew older so I think I put some sort of like mental or spiritual block over myself to as a child um, in order to protect myself um, from, from these beings, because I would see them all the time, I would see them at my mother's work, I would see them with my grandmother, like, uh, I remember an instance, uh, when I was, I was at home, and this was when I may have been, like, a little bit older than, than when I was talking about from being with my mom and my grandmother, but not by much, maybe a year or two older. Um, And I remember having a dream and seeing a woman dressed in white. It was your typical, like, woman in white. Uh, And I remember dreaming that she was coming through the house, that she was coming down the yard, and she was just sort of floating and she came through the house and as she came through the house i there was an actual loud bang there was a bang in the house and it woke me up so i woke up in the middle of my dream so as this this ghostly figure as i was dreaming her coming through the kitchen or coming through the house and into our kitchen area i heard this loud bang and was startled and woke up and when I woke up and went into the uh, went into the kitchen, the uh, my sister's uh, high chair table had been like knocked off, and it was like like someone had like slammed it, and it like flipped over and wailed itself across the room, and that was just another instance but after that like I can't really remember I can't really remember a whole lot I don't um I don't experience dreams as much I don't um you know I had my last terrifying instance was with the um sleep paralysis that I had mentioned um in like our episode three and that was as single-handedly still the most terrifying thing or one of the most terrifying things that I've experienced in life but other than that I really haven't had a whole lot of um you know experience 
with any sort of paranormal or spiritual feelings since I was a child. So I think young me did something to protect myself from all of this shit. And I am thankful for that. Katie, any thoughts? So I just want to say great organization. But we're remembering things that have never happened in this reality. Um, I was kind of looking up, like, you know, um, how how would I know if Kenny was possessed? Um, but they have therapy for that now, and True. they have medicine. All right, cool. All right, boils and ghouls and creeps and goblins and witches and everything in between. Uh, it is that time. We are coming to an end. And until next time, you guys know what to do. You have got to stay spooky.